Welcome to the Digital Diamonds Podcast, the go-to online marketing podcast for entrepreneurs who want to shine bright online and make some magic happen this holiday season. Tune in every Wednesday for some sparkling and extra festive social media advice to make your brand and business stand out online. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Digital Diamonds podcast. So for today's episode, I have part two of the how to grow your audience from scratch for 2019 theme here on the podcast for you guys. If you haven't listened to the first part, make sure you do that because this episode will kind of build on that episode. So I would highly recommend you to just pause right now. Uh, listen to the other episode first and then come back and continue listening to this one, right? So, okay, first of all, when we talk about building an audience from scratch, I really want to tell you the truth and that is that overnight success is not going to happen to you. It will take a lot of time, a lot of consistency, a lot of wanting to give up to build an audience, okay? Everyone I've been talking to about building an audience has said that. I can tell you from my own experience. So if you want to build that amazing brand and business in 2019, be prepared for a lot of sweat and tears and no results for a very long time. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you, but there are definitely strategies and ways to kind of make the journey more fun and also more fast. Right? I don't want to promise you anything, but I think if you can implement some of the strategies I talk about today and also that I talked about last week, then you can build this amazing foundation for growth online. And that's how you can really build a brand and a business that is just really, really awesome and really fun and that supports your dream vision and your dream life. So in the first episode in that topic, so in last week's episode, we talked about strategies on how to get discovered and, you know, position yourself on searchability, searchable, searchability, on searchable platforms such as Google, YouTube, and Pinterest, and how to really create and attract an audience from scratch by just giving out this amazing, valuable content and then positioning it through search engine optimization and you know rank best ranking practices in front of your target audience that's what we talked about in the last week so for this episode though I want to talk about how you can grow your audience by not trying to attract your own audience but by leveraging someone else's existing audience And what we have to realize here, though, it's that it's an additional strategy. You can't just leverage someone else's audience than expecting people to come to your brand if you are not offering amazing content. Because even if then people come to your Instagram or your blog and your YouTube channel and the content that you have on there just sucks, then they won't stay. So this, again, is a way to attract people. But in order to keep people, you have to give them great content, right? So I just wanted to stress that even if you leverage someone else's audience, you still have to provide value to keep people in, right? But leveraging someone else's audience is definitely 
a great way to get new quality members to your tribe and also to grow a little bit faster because they obviously have also spent very long, a lot of time, a lot of consistency to build that audience. And if you can dab into that through the certain ways that I'm going to tell you about today, then it will obviously grow your audience a bit faster than if you would have just done it all by yourself. So if you haven't, so again, check out part one of this um, podcast theme episode thingy thingy that I'm doing (laughs) and yeah but without further ado here are my favorite ways on how to leverage someone else's audience to grow your own tribe and again as I said in the first episode in that theme um, I don't want you to feel super overwhelmed with this. I really just want to give you some ideas and you pick what feels right to you, what feels fun and what also will work for your brand and business. Okay, I'm trying to like give a lot of ideas for a lot of different industries and, you know, um, levels at your business. So just what, take from this episode what you need. Okay, so I'm just quickly, well, or not quickly, probably will take a while, but I wrote down, wait, how many are those? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 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 yes. So I wrote out nine ways, <laughs> yeah, when you can count, not, Um, I wrote out nine ways to leverage someone else's audience and I will just run through all of them and then I will go into detail on three of my favorites that have personally worked for me the best. So the first one is podcast interviews. So this is a big reason why people love podcasting for audience growth. It's because if you interview someone on your podcast or if you get interviewed on someone else's podcast, you are getting in front of a niche and quality audience right so if I bring in someone onto my show I hope that then they share the podcast interview with their audience which has been curated with a lot of work and effort and value and time and consistency and also if I go into someone else's audience uh, onto someone else's podcast I obviously hope that their audience is interested in my stuff and will probably come over into my tribe as well right so that is the whole um you know that's that's the whole story behind why podcasting is so efficient for quality um audience building and I will go into more detail on that um in just a few minutes the next strategy is to post in Facebook groups which I have definitely done so much this year and it has worked really really well I will also go into more detail on that in just a few minutes but this is really a great strategy to build your audience like from scratch like if you literally have no one following you um, Facebook groups are a great way to get started The next way to leverage someone else's audience is to write guest blog posts. I personally haven't done that a lot because I am not in the whole blogging community. But of course, by guest blogging, that's just such a great way to be exposed to a new audience and to also, again, have guest blog posts on your blog. So people from the guest blogger come over to your blog to read the blog post by the other blogger but then they might also look at other blog posts that you have written so it's kind of the same principle as with podcast interviews just obviously in a written format 
So if you have a blog that you're trying to grow, getting guest bloggers and also blogging on someone else's blog, definitely such a great strategy to leverage someone else's audience. With that, what's really important, and I guess that's important with every single way of that, um, way of that, with every single way to leverage someone else's audience, is that you again capture people. You don't just want people to come to your content and then leave again. You want to make sure you capture them. And might that be with, you know, sign up for something or a call to action to, you know, connect on Instagram or something else, like be a bit creative so that it's not like really salesy and like really annoying, but make sure you capture the audience. Another way to leverage someone else's audience, and I think this is honestly so powerful, especially if you are building a business in a certain industry and if you are working with maybe, you know, business like other businesses, if you're like B2B or something, and then guest writing for magazines or writing magazine articles can definitely be such a great way. Here I'm talking a bit from my, you know, PR background because if you didn't know that I am a PR student, so I'm studying PR. And of course, media relations, press releases, all of that stuff, it's a big part of PR and for this really big reason and it's that it adds so much credibility. It doesn't only expose you to a quality audience who has maybe been following this magazine magazine for years and who really um, sees this magazine as a place of quality content, it also gives you a lot of qual- uh, a lot of credibility if you can then say, oh, I have been published in this and this and this magazine, right? So of course, often we immediately think of like Huffington Post and Glamour, Cosmopolitan, Business Insider, Forbes, all of those magazines where if you can put that logo on your website, that is really, really, really cool. And of course, when you are just starting out with posting or writing for those magazines, this can be very, very overwhelming, which is also why a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs, they don't do it themselves. They will hire PR support. Um, But what you can do though, is there is this website called Thrive Global and it's by Ariana Huffington, I think. And it is kind of, yeah, like an online magazine, basically. And it's with a lot of different topics. It's about like, what is it about? Like travel and entrepreneurship and lifestyle, mindfulness, all of those categories. It is really, really diverse. And it's actually super, super easy to write guest posts on there. Like you just have to create a profile, obviously write the articles and then submit them. And that is a great starting point because if you like, okay, Generally, with leveraging someone else's audience, you obviously always have to start small, especially if you have no audience, no existing audience where you can be like, oh, see, I already have like so and so many followers. So if you let me post here, then, you know, I will drive traffic to your platform. No, you have to start out from like really small. But let's say you post in Thrive Global, then you can maybe pitch to a bigger magazine and you can be like, yeah, I would love to bring this value to your magazine. If you want to see, you know, what kind of my writing style is like, then make sure you check out this article that I previously have posted on like Thrive Global. You know what I mean? Like you always want to reference back to what you have been done to add credibility to your pitch, right? You always, with pitching, 
all of that stuff because like I'm obviously leveraging someone else's audience it always is about pitching you always have to make sure you highlight the benefit that the other person could get right because why should they share the audience that they have worked so hard for with you just for free and you're not bringing value? Like that would just be stupid, right? And also we are talking about leveraging someone else's audience for free because yes, I'm aware that businesses do the exact same thing with like writing articles and being in press and a newspaper, but they actually pay a lot for those articles, right? Like whenever um, you see articles in very big, magazines usually those businesses pay for those articles it's not for free right but we are obviously talking about organic strategies here so i think finding out what magazines are credible credible in your industry finding out what magazines what online magazines your target market is following and then guest posting in those magazines that is such a great way to leverage quality audience because I think especially like with quality with because I mean yeah sure you could argue that you know magazines are not as relevant anymore no one is reading newspapers and online magazines anymore whatever blah 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 but it's still credible like people still trust those magazines a lot more than like a random blog you know what I mean so that's definitely a strategy to consider Another strategy to leverage someone else's audience is to do a YouTube collab. So that's obviously a great one, which again, I will go more into detail later because it has worked for me. It's great. It's fun. And if you are a YouTuber, then that is definitely something you should consider. And I will also talk about why you don't have to wait to start doing YouTube collabs. Like you don't have to wait until you have like a thousand or 10,000 subscribers to do collabs. Like, no, you can do it before. The next way is to do an Instagram shout out. So I really in the new year want to try to grow my Instagram a bit more and put more effort into Instagram and doing Instagram shout outs. I think if it's done in a cool way and not just like, oh yeah, follow this person and like one screenshot and then that's it. Um, that's probably not really working well at least it hasn't worked well for me but if you can figure out like other cool ways to collab on Instagram and do like a shout out on your Instagram stories or in an Instagram post like something cool um, then I think that's a great way to leverage someone else's audience like what just came to my mind is you could do like an Instagram post and like I don't know like give tips on something in your caption and you could give three tips and then be like oh also like one of like an amazing soul here on Instagram she like has three more tips on that and like go to her and kind of do like collabs on Instagram or same as Instagram story you could do like three little Instagram YouTube story uh, <laughs> what <laughs> three little Instagram story videos sharing like three tips on something and then the fourth one could be like and if you want to have three more tips then head over to whatever and they do the exact same thing and then they link back to you so you're kind of sharing audiences and it's the same principle as with a youtube collapse or something like that where you shut each other out and whoever is interested and really engaged and who trusts your recommendation will head over and same as with you know the audience of the person you're collaborating with they will come over to your audience and you're getting some great quality people to your audience because if they're taking the time to actually check you out 
then they are already interested in your stuff. And I actually have to zip on some tea right now. Mm, mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with this apple spice tea. Do you guys drink tea? DM me on Instagram. Very, I'm very curious. <laughs> the next strategy to leverage someone else's audience, which I personally do not have a lot of experience with, but um, one of my best friends, Julia, she is really, really cool. I also had her on the podcast. She is just such a babe. Like, honestly, she is so talented. She has an amazing YouTube. Uh, oh my God, I'm so confused. Amazing Instagram following. And one of her growth strategies that she also told me to do that I will definitely start doing um, more next year is to strategically comment under people who have the sim have a similar target audience. So for example, for um, Julia, like Julia has an Instagram all about holistic health, um, functionality, I think that's what it's called, functionality movement and training and uh, also productivity minimalism. So what she, what she would do is she would look up other fitness accounts with a similar niche and then she would comment under those posts and what that's basically doing it's putting your name in front of people who then maybe also really love this post they are very engaged so they also comment and then they see your really valuable comment maybe you also shared some advice like here it's important that it's a valuable comment because otherwise you won't actually attract any attention so it would just be a waste of time but people who are very engaged with the post as well, they would then see your your comment and be like, oh my God, that's such a good tip. I will check out her profile. And that's how you can also leverage someone else's audience by positioning yourself in the comment section, for example. Like that's that's one way to grow on Instagram by leveraging someone else's audience that Julia recommended to me. So I'm very excited to try that out in 2019 and maybe you want to try that out with me as well. I mean, we could basically also do the commenting thing on like LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, um, like whatever is your favorite platform, you can do the commenting strategy on there. Then another way to leverage someone else's audience, and this is particularly for selling. So if you are just starting to build your audience and you want to monetize from the beginning and you are building an audience to sell to, um, that obviously same as with building an audience for a brand, for a personal brand, or like for a YouTuber or for an influencer, whatever, it also takes time. And what you can do is to actually give out affiliate commission. So what this basically means is you want to, again, find people who have a similar target audience to you and you want to introduce your offer to them. So you want to be like, oh yeah, so I'm doing this, you know, online course, which would totally benefit your audience. And I'm sure there are people in your audience that would love to join my course. And if you refer them to me, then I will pay you out a certain amount of money, like, I don't know, like $100 or 30% of the price, like, you want to give them an incentive to position your offer in front of their audience. So that is like affiliate commission. And I think that's especially powerful for a service. 
it's obviously also powerful for product but especially for like services like online courses coaching stuff like that I think that's super powerful when you don't have a big audience yourself yet because um if someone else with an existing audience positions your offer of course it's more likely that it's gonna sell because if you're trying to sell to like 30 people yeah sure if those 30 people are like super engaged they will buy but if someone positions your offer in front of 3,000 people and they really trust that person and they're like oh my god if she recommends that course yeah I'm gonna check it out because she doesn't recommend any BS so it must be good then it, it's more likely to sell. Does it make sense? So here it's again very um, important that you choose the right people to pro, um, to pitch your offer. And yeah, to also realize that, yeah, sure, you're losing, you're losing, quote unquote, some money. But especially if you're building your audience in the beginning, it's literally just like, as I said, you always have to focus on audience building over selling especially in the beginning right because if you do not have an audience if you do not have a tribe you have no one to sell to so sure you're you're losing out on some money but honestly if you're just starting out then money shouldn't be the most important thing anyway so I think affiliate commission is a great way to leverage someone else's audience and then the last way to leverage someone else's audience and that is great especially if you have a product-based business and it's kind of similar to affiliate commission and it's just influencer marketing right you know how crazy influencer marketing is actually growing like it's freaking insane like businesses are pumping more and more money into influencer marketing because they realize that traditional advertising is just not working anymore because we are so done with that we don't believe that anymore um so influencer marketing is obviously booming and booming and booming. And it's not something that only big businesses can do. You can totally do that as well by working with micro-influencers, which are much more, you know, influential anyway, right? Like who wants to work with someone who has like a million followers where you have to pay like thousands and then no, 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 no. Rather support another, you know, small um, influencer who is also just building up their brand and support them right and invest in them and the cool thing as well with that kind of influencer marketing when you're working with micro influencers is that very often from a business perspective it's enough to send them your product like you don't have to pay them a lot um i mean sure if you can then do that because you are supporting someone else's dream like that's so cool but if you're starting to like if you're starting out with a product, then I would definitely do like influencer marketing and like reach out to people who have a similar target audience again. I mean, the best here is if it's like a friend or something like that would be ideal because like they would just like promote your your product and they would be like, oh my God, like my friend, you know, brought out this amazing product. And that's just like so much more credible than if you're just like sending products to like people you don't really know and then you know that's like how influencer marketing sometimes sucks when people just present a product because it was sent to them for free like no that's not what you want to do but if you have like friends like okay what you could even do 
is if you have friends who have a similar target audience than you do, you don't, you might not even have to send them the product, right? Because if they are great friends, they will support you and they will be like, oh my God, my girl, like she created this amazing product and oh my God, you guys have to support her. So go over to her Instagram, check it out, buy it, whatever. So, you know, figure out a way that you can use influencer marketing for your business and as I said like it's kind of similar to affiliate commission um but for influencer marketing it's usually not that they get well okay no that's actually a lie they do get commission if you send them like a promo code or a link but influencer marketing you put it like don't put it on a pedestal don't put it as a way where only big businesses can do it no be creative and just see the basic principle, the basic thought of making someone else realize that your service and your product has value to their audience, right? People always think of their benefit first. So if you can prove that to them, influencer marketing will work for you, even if you are just starting out. So be really, really creative. Okay, just a quick recap and then we'll go into a bit more detail on podcasts, interviews, Facebook groups and YouTube collabs. I don't want to keep this episode like forever, so I'm, I'm gonna be quick, okay? I'm gonna be quick. So the nine ways to leverage someone else's audience. Podcast interviews, Facebook groups, guest blog posts, guest magazine articles, YouTube collabs, Instagram shoutouts or Instagram collabs, Instagram commenting or commenting on any other social media platform, whatever, affiliate commission and influencer marketing. Okay, let's go a bit more into detail on the podcast interviews. I mean, I've already said a lot on that, but especially with podcast interviews, I think what people struggle a lot with, they're like, yeah, I just started my podcast. Like I cannot go to someone and tell them, oh, you should be on my podcast because what? It has zero listeners. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, sure, it's kind of, it's kind of like with everything when it comes to collaboration, it's like this initial momentum. It's like, oh man, how am I going to get like the initial following so I can at least say I have like that and that many listeners, whatever. But here it's so important to just start small, right? So what I literally did, my first few podcast interviews were with my friends, with business friends, with people I have made connection with over YouTube or Instagram. I got them on my podcast because they just wanted to be on my podcast to support me and not to, you know, gain anything from it. I mean, sure, they were thinking, I mean, like, of course you think like, oh, that's cool. If I get into our podcast, maybe I get some new audience members. Like, sure, that's like the whole reason for podcast interviews. But because I asked them, they were like, oh, sure, girl, I'm going to support you. Like, cool, I'm going to go into your podcast, right? So I think that is really why I have to stress to you that you have to build connections. You have to build relationships with people. And that is honestly something that I was like, I don't want to do that for the longest time. Like throughout the whole of 2018, I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do networking and all of that BS. I just wanna do my own thing. But no, it just doesn't work like that. Like you must create connection. And here the thing is that you have full control over who you are connecting with. So there are so many beautiful like-minded souls uh, on the internet 
And honestly, like finding business besties and people to keep you accountable, all of that stuff, it's just like the best thing ever. So what I really want you to do is to start building connections. So, you know, DMing people on Instagram, commenting on their pictures, linking them underneath stuff, right? It's just, you have to build the connection first because like, can I be very, very honest? I mean, I know that people, like a lot of people do that on their podcast, but the guests that I'm bringing you guys are not random. There are people I have been looking up to for years or they are my friends. Like if someone pitches me to be on my podcast, I will not let them. Like honestly, I'm just going to take people who I know who have built a relationship with me. So let's say you want to go onto my podcast. What I would expect you to do is to DM me on Instagram constantly and like comment on my pictures and like get my attention and then I would follow you and I would fall in love with your stuff and if you then pitch me to be on my podcast I would be like oh my god sure girl like you're so great I've been following you for like so long like yeah let's do it revive right that's also why I actually give you the advice and I know that a lot of people would disagree on that but I would just give you the advice to not waste time pitching podcasts via email who have not heard from you like don't do it. Sure, maybe some podcasts will let you on, but I wouldn't do it. And I know a lot of others don't do it either. So rather spend the time connecting with those people on their social media platforms and getting their attention on that way. And the thing is, that's how I, for example, got... Um, who did I get on my podcast in that way? Like Erin, when she was on my podcast. Like I've built a relationship with Erin before that or with Natasha Soleil. I've built with them a relationship before by, you know, being in their Facebook groups and getting, grabbing their attention through posting really cool stuff. So they knew my name, right? You want to have the people you pitch know your name. That's so, so important. And that's something that I want you to do for 2019. Like start out with having your friends because like everyone nowadays, most people have a great audience on social media if they're at least a bit interested in social media. So why not have your friends who could maybe bring some value or like co-workers or another cool thing that I actually considered, I haven't done it yet, but I will definitely do it, is for example, um, if you're still studying, why not find professors from your uni who know stuff about your niche and then interview them on your podcast? Like that is a great way because... They are bringing some new knowledge. Maybe they also have a social media following. Maybe they will share it like on their LinkedIn or something. Like honestly, you never know. Like be a bit more creative and don't just like be like, okay, those are like the go-to guests in my industry. I will just pitch them an email. Like no, won't work. Okay, don't do it. So that's definitely my advice. And if you then decide to pitch, make sure you always talk about their benefit. And also... Again, what I said before, it's like you always want to build up so that start small so that you can then reference that. <clears throat> like, for example, um, when I pitched Michelle B, um, who's like a big YouTuber, like, honestly, it was such an honor to have her. I, in my email, said, 
I've previously featured YouTubers like Erin May Henry, who I know you've collaborated with, Natalie Barbu, she's also a great YouTuber. And I know that my audience loved their episodes, so I'm sure I'm 100% confident they will love your episode as well and they will support you. So by referencing like Erin, who Michelle obviously knew, and maybe also Natalie, um, and Hannah Ashton as well, by the way. Hannah, if you're listening, hello. <laughs> um that's how I got her on my podcast by referencing the people I have had on before and how I got those people is again by building those relationships before and then leveraging like um yeah I think I had first I had Aaron on so then when I was pitching Hannah I referenced Aaron and then when I was pitching Natalie I referenced Aaron and Hannah and then when I pitched Michelle I referenced the other three like you know like you are always building up that reference list but to start building that up you have to start small so podcast interviewing is definitely such a great way no matter if it's bringing people onto your podcast or being on other people's podcasts then the next strategy that has worked really well for me is Facebook groups and I've actually made a whole entire episode. It's episode 25 <clears throat> where I have included all my tips for social uh, for Facebook groups. And I have to say it won't be Wait, I just have to drink some more tea. Mm. It won't be like a major strategy for me in 2019 I think at least where I'm at right now but it has worked for me so well in 2018 like that is how I have basically discovered most of my clients or how they have discovered me like everyone who has bought something from me in 2018 probably found me through a Facebook group like I'm not even kidding so it definitely works very well and if Facebook is something like you would love to hang out on if you love Facebook groups anyway then implementing that as a visibility strategy sure definitely works what I can recommend you though is I wouldn't choose more than two to three because everything else would just like it won't really work because for Facebook groups what I've learned it's quality over quantity because Facebook groups are obviously getting more and more popular in like the online marketing space so in order to break through the clutter you have to focus on Facebook groups and you have to create great content, original content, and you also have to engage pe with people. It's really, really time-consuming. Um, but if you focus on like two or three really great Facebook groups, then this can be very effective. And what's um, important here as well is that you optimize your personal profile. So people, when they discover you in Facebook groups, they might go to your personal profile because they want to see what you're posting. So make sure you optimize your profile. So um, having the appropriate links and the appropriate description, description and all of that stuff. And also what has worked really well for me is in the comments of the post so if someone comments on my post in the Facebook groups then I always like I always respond first of all like you always have to respond and then ask them questions because first of all that drives engagement that drives more comments and that's also such a great way to do market research like when someone like let's say I post in a Facebook group about YouTube tips and someone comments down below, oh my god, I love the tips, awesome. What I would comment back is like, yeah, thank you so much, I'm glad it resonated with you. 
have you started your YouTube channel yet? And then if they're like, oh yeah, I have, then I would ask, okay, what's your niche? You know, like be interested in people, do market research. And like, you could even ask, okay, cool. Or, or like, if they say like, no, I haven't started my YouTube channel yet. I would say like, okay, well, why haven't you? What's like holding you back? That's, you know, not only making them more aware of me, but it's also giving me some great basis for market research. So make sure in Facebook groups that you always respond to comments and you ask them questions. <clears throat> like, um, that's something Angie Lee also always says, like, you should treat social media more like communication in real life. Like if someone would come to you on a party, uh, at a party, and they would come to you and be like, oh my God, I love your dress. You wouldn't just say thank you and go. You would be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I love your dress as well. Like, where is your dress from? You know, like you wouldn't just be like, oh, thank you. And you would just leave or like you would ignore them. No, you would make conversation, right? So the conversation is not only good to be a nice human, but it's also good for, you know, the algorithm purpose and to to grow, to grow. And then the last strategy, I want to go a bit more into depth, but I, I feel like we've already covered like so much. Um, and that is YouTube collaboration. So I have not done a lot of collaborations, actually. I've done like two proper ones and then I always like shout out my friends and stuff as well which is not really collaboration but it kind of is um so same as with podcasts make friends like don't just do collaborations with random people it won't work your audience won't trust you and their audience won't trust them either so think about okay who else is in your niche so you could do that by just google uh, youtube youtubing <laughs> by putting your niche into the search bar and checking out other videos and finding creators with a similar audience size and yeah you really have to make sure you have the same audiences that's also something i realized is that it doesn't really work if i do collaborations with people you know just because i maybe like them but then they don't have the same audience as me like that doesn't really make sense like it's really important to have the same audience and what's really interesting though and really important to realize is that just because someone else has kind of a different niche doesn't mean that you don't have the same audience like for example I collaborated with my friend Emily Stoker who has a YouTube channel all about life as a digital nomad and traveling so although my YouTube channel is not about digital nomad I mean it is about traveling but like not solely on traveling <clears throat> it's more like the study abroad when we collaborated it worked really well because we have a target audience that has a similar mindset and that is interested in travel. So you don't only have to collaborate with people who have the exact same niche. It's about having the same target audience with a similar mindset. So yeah, how you can also find people to do YouTube collabs with is to ask in Facebook groups. That's also a way. But again, here don't just do collaborations with with um with people you don't know because it's honestly <clears throat> oh my god my, my voice is going away it's honestly just a waste of time like don't do that um and then my last tip for youtube collabs like for the actual filming of the videos make sure that you introduce yourself and your channel in the intro and that you give a very good call to action and also tell people why they should follow that call to action so 
you have to realize that if you do a collab, a lot of new people will see that video. So if you just create a video, you know, assuming that the people watching already know you, like that doesn't work because that defeats the whole purpose of the collab, right? So when I do a collab, I will do the intro like, hi everybody and welcome back to my channel. If you're new here, then hi, my name is Laura and this channel is all about this and this and this and whatever. I film those kinds of videos and if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, make sure you consider subscribing and literally do that first thing because people come to your video and they are not sure if you're, they're gonna like you, right? And they are not sure what your channel is about. So you want to tell them immediately what your channel is about so you can filter out the ones that you don't want to have on your channel anyway and you can capture the ones that will help you with building a great tribe and also one little thing I know it's really like a detailed tip but make sure you when you collaborate because it's like the first point of contact make sure you only tell people to like subscribe I wouldn't tell people in a YouTube collab to like sign up for your email list or something. I don't think that works because people won't trust you enough. Um, <clears throat> but if you're just like, subscribe to my channel, that's cool because it's easy. And yeah, I think that's also like something to consider. But yeah, those are all the nine ways that I came up with on strategies that you can use to leverage someone else's audience in 2019. Again, this is part of your strategy. This is not your whole strategy. We will talk about the like putting together an actual strategy in next week's episode, which I'm already so excited about. Like, oh my God, so value filled. <clears throat> oh my God, my voice is going away. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Um, but as I said, it's only part of a strategy. Like you can't just build your audience by leveraging someone else's audience because like then people will come to your Instagram and see that you have like no good pictures or they will come to your podcast. They will realize that your podcast sucks. Like, mm, no, part of your strategy. Okay. Not all of your strategy. So I really hope that this episode was valuable. Like we covered so much. I honestly like loved recording this, although like at the end now my voice kind of went away. But I really hope that you love this episode. Again, as always, make sure you take a screenshot and share it with your friends. Um, and yeah, honestly, thanks so much for listening. And I will hear from you. No, you will hear from me next week. Um, because next week <clears throat> will be very exciting. Because we will put all of this together. Everything we learned last week and this week. We will put it together next week. And we will prepare your brand for success in 2019 and I'm so excited my voice now finally kind of gives up so thanks so much for listening and yeah you will hear from me in the next podcast episode bye guys